Hello, this is the podcast for Word of Life in Bentonville, Arkansas, and you are listening to episode 22. I'm so glad you've chosen today to listen to this as our pastor, Bill Rogers, delivers a message called Choices. I hope you're blessed by it. Now enjoy. in your Bibles. These verses will be on the overhead. Look with me, if you will, to Joshua. It's in the Old Testament. Joshua chapter 24. I'm going to talk today about choices. Choices. Joshua chapter 24, verse 15 is pretty well-known verse where Joshua said to the children of Israel, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Choose you this day whom you will serve. He set this up, this challenge, in a real neat way. Beginning in verse 1, he gathered the tribes, he gathered the elders, he, he, he gathered the leaders, and they came with him before the Lord. In Joshua, verse 2, he said to the people, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, your fathers, and he begins to name them, Terah, the father of Abraham, on and on. He's talking about their ancestors. This is God speaking. Then I took your father Abraham from the other side of the river, led him throughout all the land of Canaan and multiplied his descendants and gave him Isaac. Isaac was the son of promise. No mention of Ishmael here who was uh, not the son of promise. He was the firstborn, but he was not the son of promise. To Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau and on and on. He's telling them, how God has blessed them. I sent Moses, verse 5, I sent Moses and Aaron and I plagued Egypt according to what I did among them. Afterward, I brought you out, brought them out of Egypt into Canaan, brought your fathers out of Egypt. You came by the sea and the Egyptians pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen to the Red Sea. They cried out to the Lord. I put darkness between them. I brought the sea upon them, covered them. He drowned the the armies of Egypt for their sake. Last line in verse 8, I destroyed them from before you. Then Balak, he tries to curse them. He said, I wouldn't allow that. I would not listen to Balaam. Then you went over the Jordan and came to Jericho. This is after they'd entered into Canaan. The men of Jericho fought against you. He lists all of the the tribes and the armies that came against them. Last line in verse 11, but I delivered them into your hand. And then he reminds them of how he delivered them. I sent the hornet before you, which drove them out from before you. Also the two kings of the Amorites, but not with your sword or with your bow. I delivered you. You didn't even have to fight. I sent hornets out and drove these armies off. Then he reminds him, I've given you a land for which you did not labor, 
and cities which you did not build, and you dwell in them, you eat of the vineyards and the olive groves which you did not plant. They took, they went into the land of promise. They didn't have to fight. They didn't have to struggle. They didn't have to build homes. They didn't have to plant anything. Everything was there for them. One place, a couple of places, the Word of God says they went to a land of milk and honey. Everything was great. Then if you go down to verse 15, and there's the ch- here's the challenge. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, <clears throat> choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. And then he makes this statement. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Google says, and just for your information, Google is not the word of God. They are not trustworthy. But they put out statistics. So if they're off a little bit, forgive me. But Google says that you make 35,000 decisions every day. 35,000 decisions every day. Wow. I have a powerful mind, don't you? They say 262.7 of those decisions are about food. .7. Now, I guess that was that decision that I made a bigger part of that decision, but then Beverly finished it up. You know, would you like to go eat it? Local lime. And of course she would say yes. So I guess she was, she's the point three. I'm just glad that I had the majority of that decision. He gave me, ben, uh, gave me the, the, It's there somewhere. Point seven of that decision was mine. 35,000 decisions per day. Choosing to do the right thing, choosing to do what God wants us to do, choosing to agree with God's word is a constant challenge. If you're a person of faith, It's a constant challenge. Oh, really? Will that work? Anytime you make a decision based on the Word of God, there's an enemy there that wants to challenge you, just like he did Adam and Eve in the garden. Did God really say? Did God say? And so there's this challenge when you agree with the Word of God. Years ago, at age 23, I chose, I chose Jesus. And, and really, in reality, I chose to believe the Word of God at that point, but I didn't really understand what I was doing. And probably when I was about 26, 27, I be, began to better understand my need to agree with make choices based on the Word of God. Up until then, I was just a religious person. Ready for heaven? Yes. 
I wasn't real sure I was all the time. But yes, I was. But the challenge is, and the choices we make now, based on the word of God, are sometimes really challenging to us. But we have to make a decision. We have to decide. We have to decide daily. We have to decide, I guess, if we're making 35,000 decisions a day, Moment by moment, we're making decisions. Y'all made a good decision this morning to come to church. Y'all made a good decision to stand and worship God. The musicians made a good decision to get Joel's song in the right key. We make most of those decisions without even, we don't even realize it. See, I just made a decision to lift my hands. I didn't even think about it. I just, you know, they just fly out there. But then there are challenging decisions. There are challenging. Sometimes people are challenged. Uh, Please, again, don't be offended. But if you're a little lazy, like I tend to be sometimes, it's a little challenging. Oh, well, it's Sunday morning. I need to get up and go to church. I don't feel good. I want to lay here. How many say amen? Then there's these challenges where the enemy really challenges you with health issues, financial issues, on and on. Relationship issues. It's a challenge. But I chose Jesus as my Savior. I chose him as my healer. I chose him as my deliverer. I chose him as my Lord. And that last one, Lord, means master, supreme authority. He's my Lord. Whatever he says goes. Now you say in all these years, you mean every time he said no, no, I've been disobedient. I've been disobedient before. But I can tell you it's always much more beneficial when I'm obedient. Even when it doesn't look like it would be best, it is always best to make the choice to agree with him, to live for him, to obey him. How many can say amen? So the temptation to choose otherwise is always there present with us. But I love this verse. This verse in in 1 Corinthians, I I don't have it written out here, so I'm going to turn to it. They may put it on the screen. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you might be able to bear it. Thank God for grace. Everybody say grace. Grace. Oh, how wonderful is grace. Amen. Amazing grace, we say. But that temptation is always there, but you and I can, he's saying here, we can overcome those temptations. Attached to every decision is life or death. Blessing or cursing. Deuteronomy 30, 19 says that. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 30, 19 says this. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that you and your descendants may live, your seed may live. Your children may live. So I set before you every 
Every decision in life, every decision that you make, there is life or death, blessing or cursing attached to it. Choose to do what's right and the blessing will follow. How many agree with that? Choose that. Adam and Eve made a choice. They made a bad choice. They, they disobeyed God. They ate from the tree that they should not have eaten from. And you and I, because of that, we pay the penalty for it. But aren't you glad that 4,000 years later, God made a choice? Actually, he made the choice before Adam and Eve even made their choice. But 4,000 years later, he made a choice and Jesus was born. Jesus came and died on this, on, came and lived on this earth, died on a cross, was resurrected on the third day. And so Adam and Eve made a choice and then God made a choice. So I want to ask you today, what choice are you living under? See, you can decide. I can live under Adam and Eve's choice or I can live under God's choice. I don't know about you, but I've decided I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose God's choice. How about you? In, 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 the, in the death, burial, and resurrection of his son, Israel made some bad choices. They were constantly backsliding. They were constantly doubting God. They were up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. They made a choice once. Ten spies go out and come back with a bad report. Two had a good report, but ten of them had a bad report. They made a bad choice that day. And because of it, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Amen? Choices. David made a choice. David made a choice to go out against Goliath in faith. He went out and against Goliath and, and destroyed Goliath and saved the armies of Israel. But then later on, he made a choice that he had a man killed just so he could have his wife. Bad choice. And he suffered for it. Had a son that died because of it. He made a bad choice. Second Chronicles 7:14, listen to this. If my people, and, and what you need to understand, the understanding here is that if my people, if they'll make good choices, if they will make a good choice and repent and turn from their wicked ways, I'll hear from heaven and heal their land. The choice is ours today. The choice is yours. Now, I can blame you or I can blame, you know, people talk about the government. They talk about the church. They talk about, it's easy to do. But you see, although I live under a government and although I am a part of a church and I'm in the kingdom of God, my choices are my responsibility. I am where, you've heard me say this many times, I am today. You are where you are today because of the choices that you have made in the past. Amen. I can't blame anyone else. You can't blame anyone else. Yeah, you know, Biden done this and Biden done that. I can tell you right now, I live in the kingdom of God. And I pray for the president and I want things to be right in this country. And there are a long ways from right, but I pray for this country. I still believe it's the greatest country on earth. But I can tell you, I belong to the kingdom of God. I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Regardless what happens in D.C., regardless what happens in Little Rock, regardless what happens of the leadership in Bentonville, Arkansas, I live in the kingdom of God. I mean, say amen. I made a choice. I'm not living under the curse of Adam and Eve. I'm living under the blessing of Jesus Christ, the blessing of Abraham, the Word of God calls it.
That's where I am today. If we repent, Mary, Jesus' mother, made a choice. The Holy Ghost, come, the angel comes and says, the Holy Ghost will, will come upon you and you'll bear a child. She said, be it unto me according to your word. Just like that. Saul, whose name later on was Paul, made some bad choices early in life. Had people killed, put in jail. But then he made a good choice one day. And he turned his life over to God. Wrote most of the New Testament. Thank God for people that make good choices. Amen. If you have your Bible and you want to look with me, I'm going to flip over quickly to Hebrews chapter 11. In Hebrews chapter 11, I'll just name these guys off and ladies. It talks about Abel, Enoch, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Rahab, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, and Samuel. These people made good choices. Did they always make good choices? We can probably look at the life of every one of them, and the Bible probably records something where they made a bad choice. But in the end, overall, they made good choices. And they're listed in the Bible in Hebrews chapter 11 because they made good choices. They, made it, they, made it, they chose to obey. They chose to walk by faith. They chose life. They chose blessings. Just, just look, at, look at these guys. I mean, here's Abraham. Do you know that Abraham was willing to give up his wife to save his own life, to save his own neck. How many of you ever made any bad choices in life? But you never did make that choice. He was willing to give her up because he was afraid they might kill him so they could have her. But later on, he made a choice. He made a choice. He made a choice that was in agreement with God. And God said, I want you to take your son to the top of the mountain and I want you to sacrifice your son. I believe because God found a man on earth who would give his son, it obligated God to give his son. What a powerful choice Abraham made that day. Amen. Thank you, Abraham. He made a powerful choice, didn't he? You're making choices today. You're going to make choices in your life. God has called some of you to do certain things with your life, and you need to make the choice to get in agreement with God. I mean, say amen. You say, I don't know how. I don't know if I can do this or not. Listen, if God calls you, he will empower you to do it. Just get in agreement with him. If you don't, if you don't, let me just warn you, if you don't, life will not be that great. You can still go to church. You can still go to heaven. But life will not be that great. But if you'll decide, if you will choose to go with God and whatever he calls you to do, the blessing of God will be on your life. Amen? It will. Look at Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 33, 34. 
It's talking about these people. They, they who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. These were powerful people for God who probably, to begin with, thought they were nobody, probably thought they would not do much in life. David probably thought, I'll just tend sheep the rest of my life for my dad. He was, he was happy to do that, but, but became the most powerful king they ever had simply because he chose to obey God. I can tell you about people in this church I won't call any names. I don't like to embarrass people. I used to like to, but no, I didn't. I can tell you about people in this church. I can tell you about a couple in our church who decided about 37 years ago to start coming to this church. They decided, they lived quite a ways off, but they decided we're going to be faithful to God's house. We're going to be faithful to give. We're going to be faithful to God. We're going to do what God asked us to do. Because of that choice, their whole family's in church and serving God. I can tell you about another couple in our church that I'm guessing about 20 years ago, God called them to go to El Salvador take their family, seven kids, and go to El Salvador to take a church that was almost closed up. There wasn't much going on there at all. They went there, and now there are uh, at least four churches with pastors that they've raised up there and many more, many more pastors, couples available for ministry there because of that. Their family serves God. Those seven children serve God. Those seven children are in church. Why? Because they made a choice to be obedient to God. How I many say amen? See, your choices really matter. You know, you make the right choice, you and your seed will live. You and your offspring will live. How I many is ready to make some right choices now? I'm trying to encourage you today <clears throat> that we need to make right choices. So what's involved what is involved? What do I need to do? What's involved in these choices, making these right choices to choose life and, and the blessing of God? If you look back at Joshua chapter 24, I did not read verse 14, but I want to look back at that verse for just a minute. Joshua 24, 14 now, therefore, fear the Lord, revere or reverence the Lord. This is not fear like shaking in my boots. Honor God, fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. Fear, again, is to reverence. To serve him is to worship him. What do I need to do? What is a part of this decision? What's attached to this? Attached to this decision is you make up your mind, you decide, you choose 
that in every part of my life, I'm going to serve God. And every day of my life and in everything I do, I'm going to worship God. See, if you serve him, you give him your attention, you give him you give him your heart, you give him your everything, and you serve him, and you worship him, then it's when you choose to do that, the blessing of God is going to flood your life. Amen? Blessing is going to flood your life if you will do that. Become a worshiper of God. Become a person determined, I'm going to serve God. Whatever he asks of me to do, I'll do it. I will do that. Fear, again, is, is to reverence him. Serve is to worship And the Word of God says, put away other gods. He's asking them, are you going to serve these other gods? The Word of God says you should have no other gods before you, before him. Uh, Having other gods will bring you into bondage. Many people live with bondages in their life. Many Christians live with bondages in their life because they are not totally dedicated to God, totally given to God. They have other gods. Listen, whatever is... Whatever is first in your life is your God. Everybody said amen. Amen. Whatever you put above God really becomes your God because he's not going to play second fiddle. I mean, say amen. Amen. Let Let me explain it like this. I'm married to a woman, a wonderful woman. We have a wonderful marriage, by the way. And she said amen. But it's understood in my house, there's not going to be anybody else before her. And I've said this many times publicly, <clears throat> I don't care how pretty you are, I don't care what a lovely shape you may have, I don't care about any of that, this woman is first. I can be friends with you, but she's first. I mean, say man, That's the same way it is with God. Say you can't have any other gods. You can you can be friends with it's okay, you can be friendly with the world. We have to be friendly with the world to get along in the world. How I many say amen? But but God has to be first place. Well, you know, they want me to do this and they want me to do that. What does God want you to do? What do they think? It doesn't matter. What does God think about me? How I many say amen? I want to be obedient to him. How about you? Have no other gods. Choose today. Choose today. Make him your savior, your redeemer. What do I get if I make him savior? I get eternal life. Make him choose today and decide he is my healer. Then you can live in health. Yes, again, we thank God for doctors, hospitals, and all of that. Brother Leroy just just went through some things. It's wonderful to have good doctors and good medicine. But ultimately, I have to understand God is my healer. And so I accept God as my healer. How many can say amen to that? He's my savior. He's my healer. Uh, This one kind of gets some people. He's my financier. He'll take care of you. He will bless you. I made a a decision. I made a choice. I made a choice. We make a choice every week. I made a choice at age 23 whenever I became a Christian. I will tithe and I will give offerings. And I want to tell you, 
I will, I will say this, there's a lot of things I may have been, in some ways I may have been unfaithful, but I've always done that. There have been times when I thought, I don't know if I can do that this week, or I don't know if I can do that this month. But I made a choice. God said 10% is mine, is his, and so he gets it. And then if he says anything above that, he gets that too. Why? Because I know that, if, listen, if you don't sow, you don't reap. It's really that simple. So I want him, I want to be blessed financially. How about you? Now I've been poor and now I have a little bit. I like having a little bit a little better. Amen. Yeah, I don't like wondering, you know, if we're going to eat this week. You say, have you ever been there? Yes, as a child, there's a couple of times. I, I didn't realize it until later, but we, we live like that. And then, then the last one I put here is I need to choose to make him Lord of my life. My supreme authority. He is the boss. Look at your neighbor and tell him, he is my boss. Whatever he says, whatever he says, you know, you can go to people and ask advice. Some people will give you their advice, advice whether you ask for it or not. Who are you going to marry? You better, make, you better let God speak to you about that one. I mean, say amen. Yeah. Oh, she's pretty. Well, does she love God? Oh, he's got lots of money. Well, does he serve God? Does he love God? Amen. You know, with women, they don't care whether you're handsome or not if you just got a lot of money. It was told on Beverly that that's why she liked me. I wanted to tell that lady... <clears throat> She was a friend of my mother's. I wanted to tell that lady, you not checked my bank account, have you? <laughs> Thank God Beverly hadn't either. <laughs> Jesus is Lord. Come on, Jesus is Lord. Come on, say this, Jesus is my Lord. I choose him to be my Lord. I choose him to be my Savior. I choose him to be my healer. I choose him to be my financer, amen? I choose to let him bless me. I don't like the curse. I lived under the curse until I was age 23. I don't like it. I don't like it. People said I have to give up this and I have to give up that. Yeah, I gave up a lot of sleepless nights. I gave up a lot of pain and misery. That's what I gave up. I like the blessing of God. And it's because of choices that we make determines whether we're going to have the blessing or the cursing. You say, well, is God a curser? No. Listen, it's like the rain out there. It was raining a few days ago. I have this huge umbrella. And I left that huge umbrella at the house and tried walking to the church. And about halfway over, I turned around, went back and got the umbrella. You know, if you stay under the umbrella, you won't get wet. If you'll stay under the blessing of God, the curse won't get you. I have decided. How about you? So choose today to walk in love. Choose today to walk in faith. Choose today to be thankful, to be joyful. That has to do with my attitude. Lord, a lot of Christians need this sermon, don't they? <laughs> do you realize that confession time, the first few years of my life, even after I started pastoring, I had such a bad attitude about certain things. I could get a bad attitude easily. 
And little by little, and I will, I, I'm, I will tell you this, my wife was such an example to me of a good attitude that it started changing me. And then when I was 56, I had heart surgery. And I came out of heart surgery with a whole new heart and a whole new attitude. No, they didn't, it wasn't, they didn't replace it. But my heart was changed. My attitude changed. Now I say I'm going to live and I'm going to live a long life. I'm going to be blessed all the days of my life. I got this, I got this attitude. I got this attitude now. Okay, you don't like me. It's all right. Okay, you said something I didn't like. It's okay. I'm going to have a good attitude. You're down in the face, down in the mouth, as we say. It doesn't matter. I'm going to have a good attitude. Now, occasionally I have to be reminded. God, my wife's still working on me, by the way. I have to be reminded. But listen, we need to be joyful and we need to be thankful. We will never be a light to the world if we're not that. The world does not want what I have if what I have makes me sad. Amen. So I made a choice. I make a choice. I made a choice this morning, most every morning. Sometimes I forget. Most every morning, there's two things I want to remember to do. First of all, I learned years ago that I need to stretch before I get out of bed. You'll have less aches and pains in your body if you simply stretch before you get out of bed. And then the second thing I do is I tell myself, today is the day the Lord's made. You are going to be glad and rejoice in it. I sound like my mama when I say that, but that's the way she talked to us. You're going to be glad and you're going to rejoice in it. This morning I woke up and I said to myself, this is Sunday. You're going to go to God's house. You're going to preach. You're going to worship God. You're going to preach the word of God and you're going to have a good day. You don't have any choice. I'm deciding for you now. Anything happens, anything pops up during service, after service this afternoon, anything, you know, goes wrong, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to have a good day today, and I'm going to be glad and rejoice in it. And I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to be thankful that I'm breathing. I'm going to be thankful. Listen, I have food in my house. Do you know that a lot of the population of this earth do not have food in their house today? They're out scratching and trying to find something to eat. I don't have to go looking for anything. I know right where it is. I know right where my peanut butter is. Glory to God. I've decided I'm going to be thankful. I want to help you this morning. You want to have a good life. You want to have a blessed life. Learn, choose to be thankful and full of joy. Don't let anybody steal your joy. Amen. Choose life that you and your seed may live. Deuteronomy 13. So today I want to ask, you know, we used to give altar calls. This is altar call time. I want to ask, who wants to make, chooses today to make him Savior? Who today wants to decide to choose to make him your healer, your blesser, your Lord? If you want any of that, or all of that, would you just stand to your feet with us this morning? Just stand to your feet. Just lift your hands and begin to say, I choose today. Come on, I choose today. I made up my mind, I choose today. He's my Savior. He's my healer. He's my blesser.
He's my Lord. He's my all. And I give him my all. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing of God. Thank you, Lord, for life. Thank you for eternal life. Thank you for abundant life. Thank you that I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. The blessing of Abraham has come on me through Jesus Christ. Glory to God. We used to say this a lot. I'm going to live a long life and a high quality of life. And I'm going to give the devil fits every day of my life. He's not going to like it when I wake up in the morning. Why? Because I'm going to just shine for the world. I'm going to shine in this dark world. I like the blessing of God. I like this life that I have with him. I enjoy life like I never enjoyed life before. Why? Because I have decided I choose Jesus. I choose to make him Lord. It's not about me anymore. It's all about him. See, when it's all about you, you start getting selfish. You start getting mad because people don't do this. They don't say nice things about you. They don't give to you. They don't do this for you. You know, they, this woe is me. You start living in that woe is me all the time, you'll become unthankful, and the blessing of God will certainly depart from your life. Children of Israel whined and complained, and you know what happened to them? Yeah, they got left behind. But I'm ready to go on into Canaan. How about you? The land that flows with milk and honey. Go into a land where I didn't build the house and I didn't plant the crops, but I'm reaping the benefits of it. And I know that doesn't necessarily mean that the physical for you and I, it means more spiritual, but I'm glad for what's been planned for me, already prepared for me. Jesus done it all for me, and I'm going to live in that blessing. Turn to your neighbor and say, and if that irritates you, you'll just have to get over it. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Hallelujah. I, w I do want to say this, and then we're going to sing a little chorus I've asked him to sing. If you're here today and you never accepted Jesus as your Savior, or if you're living in a place where he's certainly not your Lord, I can tell you that today if you'll choose him, I've done it on Mother's Day when I was 23 years old. Mother's Day. I chose him as my Savior. And I can tell you, life has been great ever since. I passed from death unto life. I was on a trip straight into hell. Now I'm on a trip straight into heaven. And I'm going to enjoy heaven while I'm here on earth. If that's you, if that's you, if you'll lift your hand, if you'll just say, Lord, I ask you to save me. I ask you to deliver me. I ask you to help me. I received Jesus as my Savior. He's the one that died for you. That's what getting saved is all about. We can say, well, you need to say this, you need to say that. You just say, Jesus, I want to be saved. <laughs> well, wasn't that a great episode? If today's message touched you in any way, if you were encouraged and want to hear more of this, please make sure to click on the subscribe button and also share this message to your social platforms. While you're at it, go on over to our website, WLFAR.com, and help us continue our message by praying about giving financially to what God is doing here in Northwest Arkansas. Click on the Give tab today. We'll catch you next time on our podcast.